welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary. And I'm Froggy. And this week we're talking about season five, episode 10, Into the Woods. Um, I'm just going to ask everyone to forgive me now if I sound <laughs> a little off. I am just starting to recover from the cold of doom uh, that, of course, I got after the holidays. Yeah, we took we took the two weeks off for the holidays and then we took an extra week off because Mary couldn't talk at all. No. So if, if the editing is a little choppy this week, it's probably because I started like hacking up a lung in the middle. And of the also episode. we kind of we kind of killed her voice talking for like an hour beforehand because we hadn't seen we haven't talked to each other in weeks. Exactly. Um, other than that, our only other announcement is we're going to have another book club episode coming up. Yay. Um, so that'll be two weeks from now. After so we'll do this episode, we'll do Triangle, and then we'll do the book. And uh, we're going to do the second Anita Blake book, The Laughing Corpse. We're Yay. just going to keep on <laughs> trucking <Keep> through. <laughs> um, and I'll make sure to have a link to where you can find the book in the show notes. Oh, come on this ride with us. These books are... I can't wait till we get to the later books where they really get unhinged. <sighs> One of my book groups on like Facebook was talking about something and they must have been talking about like a paranormal series or something because everybody was like, yeah, Anita Blake. And I was like, hold, 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 hold up, hold up. Like, yes, Anita Blake. But like first 10 books. Yeah. After that. It gets a little unhinged. It's like all about whatever new like sex power Anita has gotten. She got divorced and decided to like demonize like four oh characters. God. It just it's it's ridiculous. There is there is nothing like an author who goes through a major life change and decides to make it everybody's problem. Ah. Uh. Yeah, so, so yes, I'm excited to see what happened after, like, I finally had to give up and just let it go because, like, yeah. now, like, the whole reason we started doing this is, like, now apparently, like, Anita's married Jean-Claude and, like, yeah, I'm just, like, how do we get there? Yeah, because I know, I know you got further in the series I than I did. I think the last one I read was Narcissus and Chains. I don't know that I got past that one. I tried. I tried to stick it out for a long time, and then I just couldn't do it. And then, <laughs> and I never, like, did you ever read the Mary Gentry series? I did. I did. I read, like, the first three of those. But then again, I they just got- was like... <laughs> I was like, we had a really great setup. I love that setup. Mm-hmm. I think I used basically that premise as like many of my own like stories. But then again, it was just like, yeah. let's have an orgy for half the book. And I'm like, what? what is the... I mean, I love a good orgy scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's... But like, it can't be half the book. No. No. You got to know when to fade to black and let everybody get some sleep. Like, I know um with the, the the new dragon books that everybody likes uh fourth wing and iron flame jillian and i are reading those and um jillian like there's not there is sex in those but again it's not like half the book it's mm-hmm. a few scenes and jillian's like i just i get really annoyed because their horniness is getting in the way of my plot like we've got shit to do and that's like, the, yeah and like that's the thing it's like uh, you know what i like i am not i mean i've it, it's oh it's so funny about how many smutty books are out these days i read the the smuttiest romance novels back in the day like i read like straight up romance novels i'm like you know what and and that's the thing it's like i am not here for the plot i am here 
for the sex. But sometimes you want the plot to be the main focus with sex on the side. Although I have to see, I have to see if I can find it, but I have a romance novel that is based on the poem, The Highwayman. Oh, wow. So what it is, is you have Bess, the landlord's daughter. She actually had a baby from The Highwayman. And so it's it's basically set her, you know, the, the daughter at, you know, she's older and working at the at the inn. But not only that, her mom and dad are ghosts. Oh, wow. Hanging around the inn. So they're like talking about everything that's going on. I, re- I need to find this book. I like it was because I always love the poem. I love the song done by Lorena McKennett. And I found this book and I'm like, yes. Yes, we've got we've got romance novel, we've got the illegitimate daughter, and we've got ghosts haunting the inn. So it came to my so speaking of romance novels, just real quick, because this is amazing. Came to my attention yesterday through again another one of my Facebook groups that there is a Harlequin romance novel from 1986. The writer is from Maryland. So the book starts in Baltimore where this woman's stepdaughter runs away from home. And I guess like the stepdaughter, like the father's dead. So it's just her and the stepdaughter now. She runs away from home. So she hires this private eye to help her track her down to Orlando (laughs) and Epcot's World Showcase. Oh my God. There is a Harlequin romance novel that takes place at Disney World. Oh my God. It is extremely hard to find. And I'm like, this will now be my mission for every used bookstore I come across for the rest of my life. Okay, let's get back to the episode. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, talk, let's talk about this episode. Let's see if we got, we have like a whole book episode coming up. Let's talk about this episode. Yes. <laughs> Into the Woods, it aired December 19th, 2000. And our synopsis is, just as Joyce's successful surgery relieves some of Buffy's stress, a doting spike reveals that Riley's been secretly paying vamps to drink from him. The Slayer's temper gets the better of her, leaving the rest of the gang to wonder what in the world happened. Back at the crypt, Riley confronts Spike with weapon in hand. That is a very, like, detailed summary. Yeah, you basically, like, gave, at like, every single thing that happens. Yes. So what are our foreign titles? So this week we have in Armenian, Wander in Darkness, Finnish, Departure, French, Out of Love, German, The Ultimatum. Oh, I like that. Hungarian, The Farm. Okay. <laughs> Sure. I, I that's yeah, I don't know. Italian is ultimatum, Russian wandering in the dark, and Spanish from Latin America is in the depths of the woods. Oh, I do like in the depths of the woods. Yeah. That might be my favorite. Like the ultimatum is just too on the nose as much yeah. as I like it. Yeah, yeah. So I think you do like in the depths of the woods. Yeah, in like the farm sounds like the thing from the alternate universe, the wish episode where yeah. we had we had a farm, literally a farm. So this was yeah. oh. 
farm. Okay. Uh, we, of course, have a previously on reminding us of Riley's many issues and the fact he deals with those issues by letting hot vampire chicks feed on him. We're also reminded of Spike's many issues and how he deals with them by letting hot slayers beat up on him. And then there's Joyce, her sickness, her surgery. Then we're off to the hospital for what might be one of the cruelest openers of the show's entire ride. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This whole thing is... Yeah. The gang is still at the hospital waiting for Joyce to come out of surgery. It's clear from everyone's antsiness that it's taking longer than any of them expected. Finally, a doctor comes out. Buffy stands, the others doing the same. And right as the doctor approaches and the camera pans to Buffy's expected face... We go to the credits, which are still awesome, but that was cruel. It, it was it was a very uh, jarring transition to go from all of that to the credits being what they are. But it's okay because after the credits, we're right back in that moment. The doctor telling Buffy that they were able to get everything and that barring any complications from recovery, Joyce should be just fine. They'll still have to watch her do some tests. But he'd say the surgery was a success. And I like, it's it's not just like Buffy and Dawn, but the entire Scooby gang. They're like faces, like Xander mm-hmm. and Willow's smile, their relief. Giles got a little like fist pump of like, yes, there's multiple rounds of hugging. I mean, even the doctor gets a hug. Well, yeah. And was it was it Giles and Xander that had a yeah. moment? <laughs> like, a hug and they were like, ah, nah. No, no, no. Um, but I mean, it just, it shows how much Joyce means to all of them. And it's just, it's such mm-hmm. a great moment to see them all celebrating this together. Yeah. Only for our hearts to get ripped out in a couple episodes. <sighs> but first we've got to like yell at the Watchers Council and shit. So it's good. Oh yeah. 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 We get to be angry at them again. Then we're off to Xander's place where Dawn appears to be spending the night. As they eat Chinese, she tells them how she used to put chopsticks in her mouth and pretend they were fangs so Buffy would chase her around the house. So this is this is actually really interesting because this, I think, is the first instance we see of a show event being changed. Mm-hmm. Not just like, oh, Dawn was there in the background, but Dawn being there in the background would change things how we know it. Because... That sounds like Dawn was much younger than just a year or two ago. Yeah. And technically, Dawn probably would have known if known Buffy was the Slayer until postseason two, if you go by the show. Mm-hmm. But as we'll find out next season in this rewritten world, Dawn found out from Buffy's journals, which yes. has severe consequences for Buffy. Mm-hmm. So it is possible that following all that, Buffy's role as the Slayer became known not just to Dawn, but to Joyce earlier. Mm-hmm. It could have been like as soon as they came to Sunnydale, something happened or like those weird occurrences that most people brush off caused Joyce to be like, oh, shit, my daughter was telling the truth. Yeah. So like, yeah, all of that. So then all of, you know, like there's there are so many consequences to putting this person into the life of someone like Buffy. Yeah. And it is very interesting to hear this. Anya tells her that that's disturbing. And <laughs> therefore she is scarred for life. Dawn reminds her that Buffy didn't actually stake her because, duh. Beginning to clean up, Xander asks Dawn what she'd like to do next. That's not being chased as he is old and full of Chinese food. <laughs> Anya suggests they play life. That's always fun. Yeah, because she always wins. 
well, what if they made a wager this time and Dawn gave her real money? That would be new. Right. And after they teach her to gamble, they can all go get drunk. Anya doesn't think the bar will serve her, but they can sneak something in. Strawberry schnapps taste just like real ice cream. (laughs) Xander and Anya are going to be the best parents. Oh, God. (laughs) Like, this is amazing. Well, when it's it's also funny because when dad is the more reasonable yes. of the two. Dad dad is the responsible one here. Yeah, usually and, and I mean that's saying something considering it's Xander. When Xander is the adult in the when, room, people. <laughs> that's that is always my favorite moment. When everybody else is being off the rails and Xander's like, guys, come on. Even this is too much even for me. Sander grabbing a newspaper as that is how we did it back in the day. Oh, God. Says, oh, how about movie? Hurt. He hears they're playing them in theaters now. It's like watching a video, but with a bunch of strangers and a sticky floor. Looking over the titles, Don votes against anything sad. Anya's all about the movie with the monkey playing hockey, as it is bound to be hilarious. I'm, I'm, there, with, I'm there with Anya and the monkey playing hockey. She urges Donnie to go chip. But Dawn says they don't really need to make a big deal out of things. She knows the only reason she's sleeping over there is so Buffy and Riley can boink. <laughs> Xander tries to cover and says, no, no. They just, they need time to relax. <laughs> but neither Anya nor Dawn find him to be very convincing. Dawn knows alone time means get Dawn out of the house so that they can have loud, obnoxious sex. Wait, Anya wants to know, does this mean she and Xander can't? at the summer's house buffy and riley are slow dancing in the living room to candlelight it's a it's a sweet scene it really is with buffy asking if they can keep the night on repeat she's so relaxed no tension which is a shame because riley was planning on helping her release that tension later (laughs) is he planning on seducing her you know so like So there's a moment in this scene with, like, the way Sarah's hair is and the way the lighting is on her, she almost looks like she did back in season one. Mm -hmm. And it just, I was like, I was just like, she's striking. She's beautiful. It was a beautiful moment. Yeah. And she, like, there's still, like, like seeing also, like you said, like, like she looked back in season one, seeing, like, a glimpse of that innocence that she had back in season one. Before everything, everything to shit. goes to shit and then everything continues to go to shit. Riley tells her always and the two kiss. Riley wants this night to be special for her. Perfect. Because after everything she's been through, she deserves it. Buffy says it's nothing compared to what her mother's been through. But Riley assures her that's not true. She's been the one being brave, keeping it all together. Buffy says she was just covering for the weepy chicken within. Nonsense. She never even cried. Oh, she cried. She cried so hard she thought she'd never stop. And here, cares where Riley goes and ruins this really sweet oh, moment. Mm-hmm. Because he gets upset over this. He doesn't say anything. Yeah. Thank fuck. But it's clear from his face that he is upset he didn't get to see Buffy fall apart. That she chose to keep those moments to herself. Or, you know, share them with Spike on the back porch. Yeah. Just... Riley, come on, buddy. Come, do better. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I can't. (laughs) Some people don't like crying in front of other people. Yeah, yeah. And like Buffy is this person who is used to being the strong one. She is used to being the one that 
keeps it together when everybody else falls apart. And she's also used to keeping all of this to herself. Like there's still a part of her that is back when she had to keep this everything a secret and nobody could know about what was going on with her. And even though she has people in her life, sometimes she needs to have that moment to herself. And if Riley was the decent guy that he pretends to be, you know, he would understand that. He'd be like, the other thing is, it's like, you can be hurt that somebody is not letting you in and sharing their feelings with you, but you can't be mad at them. No. You know, he could, you know, he could say, you know, I understand. I'm here for you. You know, I'm sorry you felt that you had, you know, you had to keep this up. Like, there's so many other ways that he could approach the whole Buffy didn't tell him that mom was her mom was sick. And because Buffy, Buffy is like single mom. Joyce is a single mom and Buffy has to take care of her sister. Yeah. And she has to take care of everything else because Joyce is in the hospital. So like her mind is probably going 10,000 miles a minute. Uh Uh-huh. Buffy says that's all in the past though. Her mom's better and she's there with Riley. Everything's going to be okay. They kiss some more and as is often the way that kissing turns to sex. All while Spike lurks outside doing his best angel impression. Oh, Spike. (laughs) (laughs) He's about to leave when, what's this? Riley sneaking out while Buffy's still asleep. Spike decides to follow Riley and follows him all the way to his vampire crack den. (laughs) They really, they really drove the point home that it's a crack den. Yes. I mean, there's no other. (sighs) The next morning... Buffy's back at the hospital, trying to convince Joyce that wigs are a fun way to hide her surgery scar. She's not sure about that. Buffy, however, she's selling hard. They could get all different kinds, you know, 70s mom, action mom, French maid mom. Joyce says she must be doing better because Buffy's making fun of her. She has a lot of time to catch up on. (laughs) Buffy's outfit in this scene, goals. Absolute goals. And also, I have to say, speaking of Joyce's hair, her hair looks fantastic in this scene, too. Oh, her hair looks great. Like, the way that it's pulled up. Yeah, no, Joyce looks super cute. Like, even though she has, yeah, like, she has that part shade from her surgery, you know, and it's covered up right now. Like, she looks fantastic. I mean, I I remember being in the hospital when I had the baby, and, oh, boy, I didn't even look half as good, and I had a human pulled out of my body (laughs) but i mean yeah like buffy's like the 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 sweater the long skirt the boots the necklace i just i want all of it i just Mm -hmm. i want buffy's outfit wholesale joyce tells her she has more important things to catch up on like school slaying her friends why doesn't she get riley to take her to a movie she gave riley the day off told him to go see his friends She wanted her mom all to herself, wanted to be there, helping her style her plastic dream hair. (laughs) Besides, she's sure Riley will come over later for some Bible study. (laughs) Joyce sees. Well, as long as the two of them are making sure to spend quality time with the Lord. (laughs) They are. Absolutely. That's like, do you remember, do you remember back like early on in our friendship when my, uh, euphemism for that was puzzles i almost wrote that into the notes i was like we're gonna have to replace puzzles with bible study yeah 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 Yeah. so i do i do remember puzzles (laughs) like oh sorry i disappeared there were puzzles gotta work those brain teasers i i can't i can't wait till 
Mr. Frog listens to this episode. He's going to be like, God damn it, girls. I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't even know if I ever told him that I, that's what I used to. I feel like we've said it in front mm-hmm. of him, but maybe, maybe who knows if he like understood what you're we saying. Yeah. He would just be like, well, they're being ridiculous again. Because that's our default mode. Yes. That's <laughs> like every once in a while, Tiba, I'm just like, Tiba is over there being like, I am done with their shenanigans. The like default mode of the people in this house is shenanigans and I'm over it. And like, especially when it's just you and me, like we completely regress. Oh yeah. It's like 13 year olds. We didn't go to high school together, but we behave like we are currently in high school. Oh yes, absolutely. (laughs) So speaking of Riley's friends, it's Graham and Major Ellis. Back again. Turns out they're tracking some demons down in Belize, wanting to get them before they can move on. Ellis tells Graham to prepare the men, which is when Graham suggests they bring along Riley. He's kind of the man you want on this operation. So bring him aboard. It might take some convincing. Why? What's in Sunnydale that's so special? Cue a sleeping Buffy. Well, mostly sleeping, as the sound of her bedroom door closing does wake her up. Riley? She sits up to see... Not Riley, but Spike. He does know that every time he shows up like that, he risks all his parts. (laughs) Yeah, he wouldn't be there if it wasn't important. And is she naked under there? Get out. (laughs) He's serious. Not, Not about the naked part. Get out before she drops him out. He wants to show her something. What? She needs to see it. And they need to move fast if they're going to get there in time. Okay. Buffy gives him the look that says he needs to turn around so she can dress. And he gets like super offended (laughs) because like he cares. (laughs) Oh, he cares. He cares very much. Yes. But he still turns around. Then they're also off to the vampire crack den (laughs) where a bunch of people, including Riley, are getting fed off of. And not only is he being fed off of, he's topless and on a mattress with said vampire. As Buffy takes it all in, her eyes widen and she flees. Spike tells Riley they only came because they were concerned about him. He needs help. (laughs) As Spike follows Buffy, Riley pushes the vampire off and scrambles to get dressed. A vamp tries to stop Buffy from leaving, but she shoves him into a wall and heads outside. Spike joins her, telling her he thought she needed to know. Buffy just glares because this is not at all something she ever wanted to deal (laughs) with. And Spike... For a moment, he's kind of sad. Like, why is she not thanking him? He showed her something important. But he shakes it off. I mean, Spike, Spike, yes, you were helping out Buffy. If your motives were different and you weren't who you are, (laughs) it might have been more appreciated. Well, Buffy doesn't know his motives. Yes, but it's Spike. I mean, she probably thinks his motives is like stirring the pot. Yeah. yeah. But... Which also fair. <laughs> yeah. Riley is moving to get out, but the vamps, they want to know, was that the Slayer? Did he bring the Slayer there? No one is going to want to come now. Riley didn't <laughs> know she knew about the place. Still, he and the vamp get into a bit of a tussle. Devastated, both Riley, Buffy and Riley return to their respective homes. Riley finding the initiative in his. <laughs> he tells them to get out, but they need to talk to him. Graham says to let the major talk. If he's not interested after, they'll leave him alone. Talk fast. The Major tells him about Belize, how they have a code one. Demons tearing up missionaries in the jungle, how they're going to take out their operation. 
They want him to come. He's a civilian. He's a soldier. He quit the government long ago. They're not the government. They're the army, just like him. That that seems like a bit of splitting hairs there. Yeah. Like, the initiative fell under the Department of Defense. Mm-hmm. Just like the army does. Yes. The Pentagon weighed in on its operations, just like it does with the army. <laughs> but okay, you tell yourself what you need to. The major says they're not doing experiments, and they don't give a damn about what makes monsters tick. They just want to stop them. What do they need him for? Because Major Ellis thinks he can handle it. He's not going to lie to Riley. This is the real deal. High risk, low pay, seriously messy. They ship out for Central America tomorrow night. Maybe civilian life is working out for him. Maybe not. Either way, midnight, tomorrow, the decision is his. At the magic shop, Giles is hanging a banner. Ushering in the season of crass holiday commercialization. (laughs) As he reminds patrons that Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, the winter solstice, and Gurnathar's ascension (laughs) are all coming soon. What what is Gurnathar's ascension? How do we celebrate it? Clearly there are gifts involved. Um... Hold on. I need to know. No, it doesn't say. I'm very oh, it upset. It doesn't say. I'm oh, very okay. upset. We just know that it's a it's a, a holiday celebrated around this time. Yeah. So it's probably some deity named Gurnathar. <laughs> but like, apparently we get gifts for it. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like Easter. Oh, maybe. Maybe. Like whatever. Cause it, like cause, demon Easter. Yeah. I could be down with that. Yeah. Opening a box, Anya wants to know who ordered more chicken feet? The ones they have aren't moving. Xander says that is generally what happens when you cut them off the chicken. Anya chooses to ignore that and says maybe they can do a holiday promotion. One free with every purchase. Ah, yes. Timeless holiday memories. Children sat by the fire, clutching their brand new chicken feet. (laughs) Willow likes this game and joins in, clutching them tight, painting their little toenails. Anya, however, does not like this game. Oh, sure. Make fun of the ex-demon. She can just hear them in private. I don't like that, Anya. She's newly human and oddly literal. Willow says she doesn't say that. No one says that. No one talks like that. Willow. 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 (laughs) We're not helping. No. Anya says she likes her idea. And she's been very good for this store. Without her, Giles would just be a terrified old man staring at quarterly tax statements and wetting himself. (laughs) Giles says... That is a bit of an exaggeration. (laughs) And Willow, she says, Anya has done a lot. It's true. But so has she. True. True. Anya forgot all about Willow's vigorous sitting around, trying to stop things before they escalate. Xander says that Anya can maybe back off a little. She is getting paid. Willow is doing this on her own time. Xander's right. And Anya is sorry. It's very nice of Willow to take time out of her life in order to get in the way of Anya's. Anya! Xander tells her to play nice. (laughs) Fine. Take Willow's side. Even though she's the one that sleeps with him, feeds him, bathes him. (laughs) Bathes him? Willow both does not want to know and needs to know. Oh, yeah. Xander says it's only in a sexy way, (laughs) not in a geriatric sponge bath way. (laughs) Once again, poor Giles. Learning things out against his will. Giles wow. knows Giles knows way too much about the sex lives of these early 20-somethings. He begs them to stop. 
Thankfully, Buffy arrives just then, looking like she is on a mission. Because she is. She needs to know everything about a vampire nest downtown. There were people there, and it looked like they were paying the vamps to feed on them. Well, that solves Xander's problem of what to get the person who has everything. Pay to feed on them? Willow doesn't get it. Anya explains it's been going on for centuries. Some people get off on the rush. Giles says there's a lot of precedent for people getting addicted to the feeling of danger, of (laughs) dancing on the edge. Xander doesn't get why the vampires don't just kill people. Because they get cash, hot and cold running blood, and they don't leave behind any corpses. It's kind of perfect. It really is. It is. No, it's... And it's it's something we definitely see a lot more in modern vampire media, Mm -hmm. especially ones where, like, everybody knows vampires exist. Yeah. You have the idea of donors, of donation or feeding centers, places where people go and pay or get paid to give their blood to vampires. this This is a very consensual way of doing it. It is the most consensual way that you know, it happens. Yes, it is a, for, for some of them, it appears to be a drug, you know, an, an addiction, but they are, you know, they could be yeah. a little safer with doing it. I yeah. mean, I'm sure, I'm sure there are slightly more high class places, which is probably where Giles ended up. Huh. <laughs> Lee. <laughs> Giles says that doesn't mean there isn't still danger. Humans can die accidentally or meet a vampire that only pretends to play by the house rules. Giles knew about this and he didn't tell Buffy. He says he hasn't seen one since his Ripper days. He didn't know it was going on in Sunnydale. Since his Ripper days. (laughs) I love how casually he throws that out. So, like, are are we are we to believe, Giles, that this is another thing we were doing besides summoning vampires? Summoning, we were <laughs> summoning demons. We were uh, out getting fed on by vampires. Like, fuck you, Watchers Council. I love how he throws that out there as a very casual aside. Like he could have. He could have said that in any other way. He could have said, since I was in England, since I was a young member of the Watchers Council. Yeah, like, you know, I haven't seen it in quite a while. Yeah. You know, I've known of it to happen. We've never seen. But no, 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 his his Ripper days. Yeah. Yeah. Like he literally calls it his Ripper days. Like he doesn't refer to that time a lot. Like, he is having flashbacks to him and Ethan being in a feeding den. Or opium den. Let's like, like, That's exactly how I'm imagining them. Like, very fancy. Like, there is smoke in the room. All the, there's red pillows everywhere. Probably, like, the sheer red curtains hanging in doorways. You know, there's no rundown place like this one in Sunnydale for the two of them. Oh, no. Giles and nobody said nobody nobody calls him on it like no, that's what anything nobody calls him on it well it is happening in Sunnydale and she's gonna stop it Giles admits that even if he had known this was going on he might not have told her at this moment what why well he doesn't think it's the best use of her efforts right now she should be concentrating on glory but he said people were dying willing victims There are other people out there who need to be saved far more than she's going. Are they coming or not? Xander thinks maybe they shouldn't rush into this. Maybe they should make a plan. Wait for Riley. That hits a chord and Mm -hmm. Buffy just shuts down. 
back her up or not, she's going. The others, of course, go with her, all except Anya, who stays behind to watch the store. As they leave, she tells them to have a nice day. Don't get (laughs) killed. At the Vampire Crack Den, all is quiet. As in, everyone's gone, packed up shop and moved on. Buffy doesn't get it. Last night was super busy. Well, maybe everyone split once they found out the Slayer knew about their crib. Immediately, Xander apologizes for the use of the (laughs) word crib. Buffy turns to Giles. Does he think they'll set up shop somewhere else in town? He's sure they'll lie low for a bit. But there has to be some way to find these creeps. Willow says it'll be okay. She'll find them. Yeah, she'll get them next time. That is unacceptable to Buffy. And so she takes their little wood stove, still burning, and uses it to burn the whole place down. (laughs) Spike, meanwhile, in his crypt, is enjoying a beer when Riley bursts in. Spike's been wondering when he'd show up, though it does take a while to get one's full strength back following the bite. Grabbing Spike, Riley shoves him into a pillar as Spike tells him to be reasonable. Spike may not have noticed... But Riley left reasonable about three exits back. Hey, Riley had to know this was going to happen. No use killing the messenger. Really? Riley sticks a stake into Spike. Why the hell not? Spike, he he looks down at the stake confused. He is not ash. Why, Why is he not ash? Plastic wood grain. Looks real, doesn't it? Don't think he doesn't know what's going on with Spike. Stay away from Buffy. Or they do this for real next time. Thinking he has thoroughly intimidated Spike, (laughs) he starts to leave. And Spike, he just laughs. Look at him. He's really under it, isn't he? All afraid Spike's hot for his honey. Because he is. But, yeah. But that's not his problem. Even if Spike wasn't in the picture, they'd never be able to hold on to her. Grabbing the wound he just made and causing Spike a world of pain, Riley says, maybe he didn't just almost kill Spike enough. Come on. He's not the long haul guy and he knows it. Shut up. He knows it. Or else he wouldn't be getting suck jobs from two-bit vampires. Riley lets go and Spike tells him, Buffy needs some monster in her man. And that's not in Riley's nature, no matter how low he tries to go. Riley wants to know, does Spike actually think he has a shot with her? No. No, he doesn't. But a fellow has to try. Has to do what he can. Riley says if he's touched her... Riley will kill him for real. Well, if he had the chip out of his head, he would have killed him a long time ago. Ain't love grand? I like how this has moved from Riley threatening Spike to the two of them bonding. Yeah. Spike even tossing Riley the bottle of wine he was drinking out of. (laughs) As Riley takes a swig, Spike says, sometimes he envies Riley so much it chokes him. And sometimes he thinks he's got the better deal. To be that close to her and not have her. To be all alone, even when you're holding her, feeling her, feeling her beneath you, surrounding you, her scent. No, he got the better deal. Yeah, Riley takes a swig of the rhyme. He's a lucky guy. And so the two sit, reflecting on their situations (laughs) and drinking. All while Buffy beats the crap out of a punching bag. Looking back towards the door of her training arena, Xander asks Anya how long she's been back there. A while now. Seemed pretty gung-ho about it. She didn't even say hello. Yeah. Xander tells Anya how Buffy went all Rambo at the vampire nest. Torched the place. Something seriously bad is going on with her. Anya's not sure. Xander might just be overreacting. After all, who hasn't done something like that? One time, she made this guy spontaneously combust. He set his whole village on fire. 
Xander's about to explain to her what he was trying to say. (laughs) When Riley comes in. Is she back there? Yeah, she's training. Do they mind clearing out? He needs a moment alone with her. Sure. They start gathering their things and Anya grins. A little after hours hanky-panky in the training room. Well, she and Xander could tell them things. Anya, there's this little trick with the horse that- Anya! Not now! (laughs) No one wants to hear stories of Anya and Xander's sexcapades. No. Oh, well, then why don't they head home and have some? Xander says there's something he has to take care of. So, I'm very curious about that line. And I wonder if something was cut. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, like, did Xander try to go find the vampires for Buffy? Like, what was Xander doing? Because he ends up back at the magic shop. Mm -hmm. And so, like, I'm really curious. Like, I know that's supposed to tie into what Buffy says later about, like, oh, he'll just go to Anya later. But, like, I don't know. I feel like there's something missing there. There's a lot missing in this episode. Because how did... Xander know about the way that Riley was leaving how did they know like where did did she know that how did she know that this was going to be the place that he was going to be picked up by helicopter like there's a few there's a few things in this episode that just yeah that just yeah it, it feels like there had to be like two more conversations yeah Xander knows Xander knows too much about Riley's departure like when he like in the scene with them later. Yeah. I, like I didn't even think about that when I was watching it. But yeah, yeah, like how did like how did Buffy know where to find him? How did Buffy know where to find him? How did Xander have all of Riley's itinerary details? Well, that's because Riley's his bud. I know. Like, did he like <laughs> Maybe Xander went and broke into Riley's house? Maybe that's what's going on right here. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's the like there there are some there are some threads about this episode that don't quite mesh together. And I know, I know we're about to disagree about stuff. But we like, are, yes. And, and we'll get there. Yeah. But I think, I think this is a great support of Xander episode. He's tuned into Buffy to what she's feeling. He's trying to me- mediate things between Willow and Anya. We're going to see the scene with him and Anya at the end. He's taking care of Dawn. He just, t- he gets a gold star today. Yeah, I have, yeah, I, I have, yeah, we'll get, we'll get there. We'll get there. Entering the training room, Riley says... They need to talk. Buffy's not ready to talk to him yet. Well, too bad. He takes off his jacket and grabs the punching bag, forcing her to stop. She's serious. Unless he wants to fight. Okay. He's perfectly fine with fight. They need to have it out. Right there, right now. And say what? Buffy looks at him. What was he thinking? How long has he been lying to her? Nothing he can say right now is going to make any difference. She starts to walk away and he rushes at her, grabbing her arm. He needs her to listen to him, to hear him out. Buffy, much to her credit, does not break that arm, mm-hmm. but instead says fine and tells him to get his hands off of her. He thinks when this all started, it was just some stupid game. He wanted to even the score after she let Dracula bite her. Oh, Riley, already you are off to a bad start. Yeah. She did not let Dracula bite her. He knows that. On some level, he knows that. But he was still spun. He he wanted to know how 
what she felt. He wanted to know why Dracula and Angel have so much power over her. He so doesn't get it. He wanted to get it. He wanted to get her. So this is her fault. Oh, gee, Buffy, so mysterious. I think I'll just go out and die. I think I'll go out and let some other... Riley tells her it's not her fault. It's his. And he feels like hell for what he put her through. It's just these girls. Vampires. Buffy is very quick to make that distinction. These are not just girls. These are vampires. Killers. They made him feel something. Something he didn't even know he was missing until... She can't hear this. She needs to hear this. Fine. Fine. Tell her about his horse. Well, damn, Buffy. <laughs> that uh, That's a weighted word right there. And it's one I normally would like cut out. Yeah. When we're talking about this. Um, but I think as inappropriate and as offensive as we now know that word to be, it really carries the weight of Buffy's anger. Yeah, it's because if you take away the fact that they're vampires, he cheated on her. Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like, we keep calling the nest a vampire crack den. Yeah. But in Buffy's eyes, this is more Riley going out and meeting someone at a bar and continually having one night stands or even hiring a sex worker. Yeah. Or going back or going to a brothel. Yeah. Like that's, you know, like, and again, we're not coming down on, you know, we're not, you know, going. Girls got to make a living, but he shouldn't be lying to his significant other about the fact he's doing that. Yeah. And like, that's, that's where like Buffy is completely, justified in her anger absolutely because like this is so so what this situation is and we're going to talk about it i think a little bit more in a second this is the guy who has an affair Mm -hmm. or like not even a full boat of flair but starts paying for sex because he feels his wife is devoting too much time to her job or Mm -hmm. the house or the kids that's what this is yeah but and I think, and again, we'll we'll get we'll get to to Xander's in a second. But like, that's part of where like my annoyance will come in with a little bit. Yes, but there's the conversation they're having and the conversation they're having. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that's where your and I feelings on what Xander is saying is differing. I think Xander saying a guy like that only comes along once in a lifetime. <laughs> but. I think that's an, a, I, I, see, this is all, this is all going to tie into like, especially the, the oh, but we'll talk about Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's, get, let's get Riley being stupid first. Yeah, let's. <laughs> Buffy says to tell her, tell her what on earth they were giving him that she couldn't. And, and then he says it. And I want to hit him so badly. The moment those words come out of his mouth, they needed him. Buffy tells him they needed his money. It had nothing to do with him. No, it did. On some basic level, it was about him, his blood, his body. When they bit him, it was beyond passion. They wanted to devour him, all of him. Yeah, yeah, they wanted to eat you. Yeah. Just stupid, stupid. Oh my God. I can't, I can't. (sighs) Tears now welling, Buffy asks, why is he telling her this? It wasn't real. He knows that. It was just physical. But even then, the way he kept going back, he felt like they had this hunger for him. 
and she doesn't make him feel that way, Riley says nothing. And our girl, she gets that righteous anger right there beginning to burn. Because how dare Riley compare her to that? How could he even think Mm -hmm. to stand there and tell her he knows what those vampires were feeling? He wasn't a passion to them. He was a snack. (laughs) A willing, idiotic snack. No. He knows exactly what they feel when they bite him because he feels it every time he and Buffy are together. It's like the whole world falls away and all there is, is Buffy. And he thinks she doesn't feel the same way about him? How dare he tell her what she feels? She keeps him at a distance. She didn't even call him when her mom went into the hospital. Oh, she is so sorry. Sorry that she didn't think to take care of him when she thought her mom was dying. It's not about that. It's about him taking care of her. It's about letting him in so she doesn't have to be on top of everything all the time. But she does. That's part of what being the Slayer is. And that, that is what this is all about, isn't it? He can't handle the fact she's stronger than him. Oh, she got it in one. Because yeah, that, that is the issue here. But Riley, <sighs> the lying liar who lies, <laughs> says it's hard sometimes, yeah. But that's not what it is. Well, Buffy doesn't know what more Riley wants from her. She's given him all she has. Her heart, her body, her soul. She says that, but he doesn't feel it. Oh, shut oh, the fuck my up, God. Riley. Riley, you are, you, you are digging deeper. Buffy says, well, whose fault is that? Because she's telling him this is it. This is the package. And if it's so deficient that he needs to get his kicks elsewhere... Well, then they really have a problem. And that's when Riley drops the bomb. (sighs) The military wants him back. Deep undercover, no contact. Transport leaves tonight. Tonight? When was he planning on telling Buffy? He's telling her now. Is he going? He doesn't know. If they can't work this out, then what? This is goodbye? He is unbelievable. He's giving her an ultimatum? Either she gets over it now or he's gone? No, actually, yes, Riley, that is that is exactly what you're doing. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. You could have been like, hey, you know, we have some stuff to work out. Yeah. I'm going to go on this mission. And when I get back, we'll sit down and talk like grownups are supposed to do in a relationship. Yeah. Because that's a lot. That's a part of where a lot of this annoys the hell out of me is if people would just talk to each other. Yeah. And have adult conversations and say if, you know, if he would have not kept all this in, like the emotionally constipated 20 something man that he is, if he would have just sat down with her and said, Buffy, I know you feel like you have to do everything yourself because you're used to doing everything yourself. I know that, you know, I wish you would have told me that your mom was sick was in the hospital so I could take care of you because all of his feelings about wanting to take care of her are valid they are valid and I so the the one part I struggle with in this the rest of it is bullshit the one part I struggle with in this is the like you didn't tell me your mom was in the hospital yeah because like I you know I'm thinking about my own relationship right and I I know I would call Mia Mm -hmm. I know that So I'm kind of like, yeah, it is weird she didn't call him. Because, like, I can't 
imagine not calling. Yeah. Like, like before my grandfather died, when he went to the hospital on Thanksgiving, I'm on the phone with Mia while we're waiting for the ambulance. In our situations, we are, we have been in a relationship with the same person for a long ass amount of time. True. You know, we've been living with this person. We've, you know, we've known this person. Like we've we've grown with we've grown with with our person. Yeah. You know, we've we have a different perspective. Like, yeah, like we there's do. like there's no way like I wouldn't tell Kevin same thing. But like also he has proven time and again that he is stuck in his own bullshit. So like she is, you know, all of a sudden doing all this stuff. She has to worry about this. She has to worry about that. Like I can see how, because she is who she is, that she just like may have thought that she told him. Yeah. I mean, that's also could That's also thing. Our yeah. thought that like, you know, like she may have thought that she did. And then all of a sudden, Oh shit. And like, if he would have said to her, Hey, you know, I'm hurt that you didn't tell me. Like, if he would have, I, like, I found out from Spike. Yeah, like if if he would have again, like if he would have been like, like I wish you would have told me. I wish I didn't have to learn it from this random ass dude. All of it, like of all people, she could have been like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. Like I thought I called you or I meant to call you, but things happen. This random person knows because he found me sitting outside the house crying my eyes out. He tried to kill me, but then we had a heart to heart. So like, you know, you can see both sides of that situation. But again, it all comes down to the fact that words were not used to have a conversation and discuss feelings. So then unfortunately, it blows up into what is happening now with Riley. Oh, oh, Riley. Oh, oh. O'Reilly. He says, that's not, but Buffy's hurt enough. She will not take the blame for this. He's not asking her to. He grabs her again and Buffy says to let go. Or what? She'll hit him? Go ahead. Riley, you jackass. No. She tells him to move, but he tells her to do it. Hit him. Hit him. And when she doesn't, when she just moves around him and gets her coat, he tells her he's leaving. Unless she gives him a reason to stay, he's leaving tonight. I wish she had hit him. I wish she had broken many, many bones in his body because this is complete and utter bullshit. Yeah. And this is what we have been talking about with Riley all along. Mm -hmm. He cannot handle having a strong partner, not physically, not emotionally. And like I said, like before, this conversation is 10,000%. The guy who tells his wife it's her fault he cheated. Mm-hmm. Because her full attention wasn't on him 24-7. Yeah. And I can't stand that. And I'm glad our girl didn't allow him to get away with that crap. Because how dare he? Yeah. And, and the ultimatum, like, you fucked up. Like, she was in every right to be angry at you for the bullshit of going to the vampires for a rush yeah and like if you were actually sorry for what you did like the fact like his whole his whole thing about you're not letting me take care of you is the worst cop out oh yeah anyway (laughs) buffy leaves the magic shop and heads out into the alley only to find the vamps apparently they're not too happy she burned down their little hidey hole they tell her they're not leaving and she's not shutting them down 
In fact, they don't really see her living through the night. Okay, Jan. (laughs) Buffy does give them the chance to leave, but they don't. And so she takes them out one by one. The last one to go is the female vamp she saw with Riley. For a moment, it looks like she might just let her go, that she has pity for her. But nah, she tosses her pointy pole like a javelin and takes her out mid-run. Appearing behind her, Xander asks if that made her feel better. This, I think that's why I thought, like, maybe he went and, like, found these vampires. Because yeah, like, he's like, whole, do like, you feel better? Yeah, like, this whole, like, this whole sequence... Is weird. Is weird. Like, it, it's very, like, how did he know where she was? Like, were you being weird, Stalker McStalky? Well, I mean, he, it sounds like he went back to the magic box to see if she was still there. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, like, how did you know where, where he, like, and yeah, like, Riley, like, never said that he was leaving at midnight from this particular place. No, he just said midnight. Yeah. Or no, he just said, I'm leaving tonight, I think. Uh, hold on. Scroll, 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 scroll. Yeah, all he says is he's leaving tonight. Yeah, yeah so he doesn't even say that he's leaving at midnight. <laughs> what is he doing there? Well, he thought she might need to talk. Then he saw the scrimmage start and thought she might need a hand. But nope, she was doing just fine. (laughs) Buffy tells him to go home and she begins to storm off. But Xander's not letting her off that easy. She's serious. So is he. Something's up. She's acting all crazy. As she keeps walking right into an abandoned warehouse, he follows. See, this is what he's talking about. She doesn't want to deal, so she hides? It's not very slayer of her. Buffy tells him to leave her alone. He has no idea what's going on. Really? So she and Riley aren't imploding. As she turns to face him, he says, it doesn't take a genius. He's just surprised she didn't see it coming. What? Who told him? No one. Okay, Xander, that's not entirely true. (laughs) Because like Riley did tell you that he believes Buffy doesn't love him. Yeah. It was right in front of his Xander's face. The guy would do anything for her. The guy got himself bit by a vampire. He's been running around behind her back lying to her and almost got himself killed. And now he tells her he's leaving with some covert military operation unless she convinces him to stay. So is she going to let him go? It's not her decision to make. Seems like it is. Well, it's not fair. Who cares if it's fair? In about 20 minutes, Riley is going to disappear. Maybe forever. Unless she does something to stop him. And what is she supposed to do? Beg him to stay? Why wouldn't she? If it keeps Riley there. She doesn't even know who he is anymore. She thought he was dependable. Dependable? What is he, State Farm? (laughs) He knows what she meant. He does, actually. And he thinks she meant convenient. That she took for granted the fact Riley would show up when she wanted him to and disappear when she didn't. Look who's talking. Anya following him around like a lovesick puppy. Oh boy, this is not about him. Really? So she's more than a convenience. Yeah, that's that's unfair. Like, I know, like, nobody nobody is being fair in this. <laughs> no, because that would be a surprise. Now Xander's bad and he says, fine, if she doesn't hear what he has to say, he'll shut up right now. Good. Buffy goes to leave and Xander steps in front of her. He lied. <laughs> and he knows what Buffy's problem is. She got burnt with Angel. And then along comes Riley. She knows the story. Problem is, she's been treating Riley like the rebound guy this whole time. When really, 
he's the one who comes along once in a lifetime. But if she really can't give him what he needs, if what he is asking of her just can't be, then let him go. Break his heart and make it a clean break. But if she loves him and she is ready for that, ready for that scary, no holding back need that comes with that, then she needs to think about what she's going to lose. There is truth in Xander's words. There is, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of truth. Because Riley can be the wrong guy for Buffy for a lot of reasons. And she still could have been holding back. Yeah, there, there is, there is truth. There is truth to it. But I think what gets me is Xander doesn't know the full extent of the conversation between Riley and Buffy. He doesn't know, like, the fact that Riley was putting so much on her and now Xander is putting everything on her. But I think, I think that's the thing. I think... Xander would be more of a jerk if he knew the conversation Riley and Buffy had. All he knows is that Riley and Buffy fought about the fact Riley went and got himself bit by a vampire. And now Buffy is all like, oh, I thought he was like, Mr. Dependable shows up at like eight o'clock every day and he's not. And now he wants to leave. And what do I do? And Xander's like, well, your last boyfriend killed our favorite teacher. Yeah, I mean, and I you smooched him again. So get yeah. over yourself. Yeah, I mean, I get that. I get like, that. But to to do it, to be like this for Riley of all people, I think is where I'm getting. But I think that's an important <laughs> thing, actually. Because, because we're going to go back to Xander hates everybody Buffy dates. I don't, yeah, I don't, he doesn't. Yeah, I know. I'm not, I'm not being one of those people coming down on Xander. We, again, I love Xander. We are, and as a side note, hello to our listener who found the podcast because. We love Xander. We love Xander. So I am not coming from this as a place of Xander. It's just coming from. You know, can you not be a dick in this one minute? Because p- this is where people are going to be like, again, like you said, where Xander hates everybody. I'm like, no, he is just, I know, but I get that he's just I think just that's being- an important distinction, though, because yeah. the point is, he clearly doesn't hate Riley. Oh, ex- absolutely. Like, and like, if people want to believe that Xander lied at the end of season two, which he didn't, and one day I will post the mm-hmm. picture of that full page on our social media. L- let's compare these moments. Yeah. He is he is telling Buffy that this is, a, a for all intents and purposes, a nice, normal guy. Mm-hmm. And if what she really wants is some normalcy in her life, and the, this, this is the guy. Yeah. But I think the important part is what he says at the end. He's like, if, yeah. if you really don't see a future with him, then fine. Let him go. Yeah. He's not saying she has to take Riley back. Yeah. She's saying, yeah. he's saying she has to make a decision. And she does. She either wants to work through this or she doesn't. And she needs to realize that maybe she wasn't over Angel needs to get over Angel, needs to make a decision. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter what the decision is. He will support her either way, but she needs to make that decision. And it's like, again, like like going back to the whole, like Xander clearly didn't hate Riley. No, they got I mean, along very look well. At, look at all those moments where the two of them were messing around. Like, 
a very like a very manly relationship that Xander needed in his life. Yeah, Xander needed a big brother. But anyway, let's just say goodbye to Riley. Yeah, so so Buffy does see the truth there and looks at Xander, who tells her to run. And run she does. Getting there just after the helicopter has taken off. And how did she know where it was going to be? We don't know. But I do remember... What I do know is that I do remember, you know, we're watching this episode and we're wondering if she's going to make it. And we're all expecting her to make it because mm-hmm. that's how these things normally go. She's yep. either going to make it at the very last minute or she's going to get there and the helicopter's going to be gone. But she's going to find out Riley never got on it. It's going to be it, like, yeah, you're expecting a moment like the finale of Friends. Yeah, like those those are the moments we expect. Mm-hmm. But again, this show is about taking those moments we expect and turning them around. So yeah, she misses the helicopter and Riley's gone. And she 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 actually and yeah, she just missed yeah. it because she's yelling for it. And like Riley doesn't look out the window, nothing. Like they nope. they literally just miss each other. Mm-hmm. So devastated, she heads home. And Xander goes to Anya because he too saw truth in Buffy's words. Mm-hmm. Saw that maybe he hasn't said to Anya all he can. And so he tells her he's in love with her, who she is, the things she does, all of it. He gets excited every time he knows he's about to see her. And she makes him feel things he has never before felt in his life. Like a man. He just thought she might want to know. That is an interesting line because we're going to hear a very similar line later when Spike tells Buffy that he's he knows he's not a man, but she's always made him feel like one. Mm-hmm. And so that's a that's an interesting little parallel there. But again, give this man another goal. This is how you be a boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. And especially because he, you know, you know, yes, the whole point of that conversation was to get through to Buffy but Buffy also hit on something for him and that he realized that, but Xander's the worst and never learns anything. And like this man is out here doing the best he can every damn day. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You like he, this, this man struggles sometimes. So they kiss and we go to the end, Buffy coming through the door, sitting on the steps as she processes the fact that Riley is really gone and Riley on the helicopter Off to Central America. The end. So this was the first episode ever to be directed by Marty Noxon. Yep. And when she was asked about the experience, she said that it was incredibly exciting, but it was very difficult. And she discovered a lot of things that she needed to learn to do better. But ultimately, she was pretty happy with the episode. And she thought that the most important thing as a director is to tell the story and not get caught up with get caught up with being all fancy just for fanciness sakes. And that's what she tried to do. And I think we are all, all happy with the results. Yeah. So Marty also gets a gold star. Gold yes, star is all yes. around today, but not for Riley. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because this was a very character-driven episode. It was. It was a very character-driven episode. You know, the 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 supernatural element was a side note. Yeah. I mean, there was there was hardly any supernatural element in it at all. Yeah, you just had you just had like going to the vampire nest, going back and burning the vampire nest down, and then her defeating them. Yeah. But yeah, it was all character driven. 
Oh, so I I found that the uh, monkey plays hockey is an actual movie. Yeah, it's like uh, most valuable primate. Yeah, it was a, it was a it was a thing. Yeah, I I completely forgot that it existed. I kind of like can see like the the front cover of it. Like I remember it yeah. being a thing. I cannot tell you if I saw it. Yeah, but yeah. I like, do it remember is it literally existing. the front. It's oh, it's from the it's from the people who did Airbud. That makes sense. <laughs> that just that that seems like that seems like a thing that is correct and true. But all right, that is it for this week. Uh, thank you all for listening and make sure to join us next time for season five, episode 11, Triangle, where we're going to we're going to learn a little bit more about Anya. Until then, check out our various social media channels, all of which will be listed in the show notes. And if you like the show and you want to let us know it, you can subscribe, rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or write to us directly at the at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.